Welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime. I am your host, Buck Rising, uh, powered by Tennessee Tickets, brought to you as always by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is the website, your dream address without the stress. Don't sell without the intel. Right now, they're doing virtual tours to make sure that you stay safe. Check them out at GaryAshton.com and on all of their social channels. Uh, make sure you're following along with the Ashton team. Tame the Beast, GetBeast.com. Wash your hands. Use a soap brick. They have them for you. If you order $10 or more worth of product, they will send you a free soap brick. You get that at GetBeast.com. .com, our friends at Tame the Beast, and Tennessee Heating and Cooling, HVAC for all of your needs. Three locations conveniently here in Middle Tennessee and Southern Kentucky. They present the heat check. It's the best possible, just like their satisfaction guarantee, best possible uh, segment on a, on a Sunday night. Uh, and I know that you're going to enjoy it. 10HC.com, that's T-E-N-N-H-C.com, Tennessee Heating and Cooling. The question for you guys here on a Sunday night primetime show. How we're going to begin is I want you to grade John Robinson's Titans free agency to this point. We're now through two weeks of free agency. Since uh, a little less than two weeks, since it technically began on a Wednesday, disregarding the legal tampering period. What uh, What is your grade through two weeks just about of John Robinson, general manager of the Tennessee Titans, for what he's been able to do? Now consider the moves that they have done so far, right? They've extended Ryan Tannehill. They've tagged Derrick Henry. They've brought back guys like Michael Pruitt and Ferkser. They have, uh, they have released guys and traded guys like Delaney Walker, Jarrell Casey, Cameron Wake. Uh, they've brought back Reggie Gilbert. The little deals like that on top of the main guys, Tannehill and Henry. What is your grade for John Robinson at this point? It's a damn D. Not only, uh, only not an F for keeping Henry and Tannehill. See, this is, uh, and, and so I'm, uh, please continue to filter in there with your grades here on A to Z Sports Primetime powered by Tennessee Tickets. What is your grade for John Robinson here on a Sunday night? We'll get to the comments here shortly. First, let's hear from the general manager himself, the video, courtesy of TitansOnline.com. Well, I think once you're when you're in the season, you're you're really focused on the the task at hand, and that's winning as many games as possible, getting in the playoffs, and, and trying to make a run. And you know, proud of the team and what we were able to accomplish last season. But you start to kind of formulate those plans as the season starts to wind down about areas that you're going to need to address, um, who you're going to go after um, in free agency on your own team, um, what does the supply of players look like in the draft. And then you try to balance out and try to have a couple plans uh, in place to uh, to put in place once it starts. That is John Robinson, the video courtesy of Titans Online, talking about the team strategy at what point they begin to discuss free agents, both the guys that they're going to try and keep within their own building and the guys that they're going to pursue in free agency. Now, right now, Vic Beasley and what they've done with Tannehill and Henry that simply isn't enough for a lot of you. And so what I'm asking you here tonight is what are your grades for John Robinson through the first two weeks, a little less than, of free agency? COVID-19 complications, they all factor into this. 
all of the things beforehand, though, because the league, until last Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time, was functioning as normal, uh, for, for the most part. Obviously, essential, uh, essential personnel asked to stay away from team facilities, and that kind of makes their process a little different. It does affect how these deals get done, and certainly when you withdraw the medical uh, evaluation aspect of, as, as we saw last week, we'll continue to see how the NFL scales up or scales back with their free agency process heading into the draft, all of these things. But right now, what's your grade for John Robinson here on Facebook Live and on Periscope in the comments on A to Z Sports Primetime based on the moves that have been made thus far? Again, let's run through them. Harold Yass says D, now an A if uh, D now, currently, A if he gets Clowney and Ryan. So you want both of them. Both of them are not possible, so that's automatically invalidated. Harold, yeah. Robert Deerfish on Periscope says B minus, and it could move to an A if he gets a veteran edge rusher that makes sense money wise early. I think they already did that, Robert. It's just not necessarily the guy that you all want. I think Vic Beasley is the way that they've sought to address that to this point. Now, Clowney is still not, it's not a closed book, but it's very, very unlikely at this point that Jadavion Clowney, and there's other veteran edge rushers out there, a lot of these things. Again, this is all viewed through the prism of the idea that coronavirus has tried to slow down, has slowed down the progress of everything, but mostly for the purposes of our discussion, slowed down the process of football. Titans for Life says it's improper to grade now. We are worse as a team, but free agency isn't over, and neither is the draft. Right, we're just talking about these two weeks. Titans for Life, this this is, you know, we have to do something. I mean, <laughs> what, what would you have us do at this point? If, if we're not going to take the temperature a couple weeks in, I mean, is there anything else? There's no news on the clowny front. Your free agency cupboard appears to continue to be bare based on, just based on where the conversations are with guys who you may or may not sign. This is really the only thing that we can talk about at this point. So, what I'm asking you is for a grade, Titans for Life, if you had to put a number on it, understanding how these things work, this is the thing that I'm asking you guys here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. I have a grade that I think you guys will be interested to hear. It's based off some stuff that I read from Dan Graziano, who does a really good job covering the business side of the NFL for ESPN.com. You'll hear that momentarily, and we'll get to more of your comments Right after I remind you that you need to wash your hands as soon as this show is over, before you go to bed, when you wake up in the morning, and five times more tomorrow. Because we're on lockdown until April 30th, and so you need our friends at Tame the Beast. The promo code AZ50 saves you 50%. If you order $10 or more at GetBeast.com, they send you a free one of these. They're great for disinfecting. They smell good. Eucalyptus, juniper, citrus, and coconut. The same kind of stuff that they put in the Tingle shampoo that our, our friend, just a fan 31, who is a consumer of the fine products that tame the beast, he will tell you himself that they are great. Wash your hands, says Ricky in the comments uh, on Periscope. Yeah, Rick, you got to wash your hands. You need Tame the Beast. You use promo code AZ50. You save yourself some coin in these times when everybody needs to be saving a little coin. Check them out at GetBeast.com. The question for you guys is how do you, how do you grade John Robinson and Titans free agency through about two weeks of the process? A lot of you are low on what John has done. I understand because a lot of you are caught up in Jadavion Clowney. Texas Sports says, Bucket looks like your buzzed haircut is working out for you. 
Barber shops are closed. Yeah, lucky for me, my barber does uh, home uh, home visits. So your boy got faded up right before it shut down. I have washed my hands at Buck's house and can confirm great soap. Yes, Ricky, humble brag that he's been inside uh, the lair, the beautiful home office in Scenic Park, Na- or Scenic Elizabeth Park, Nashville, Tennessee. Ricky, humble brag. It's the worst of humble brags. The, uh, the lowest of humble brags. Hilm Donald says it sucks that it took a pandemic to get people to wash their hands. Yes, but now we can tell them what kind of soap to use, which is great. It just so happens that I have a company that works with us on the primetime show that keeps this thing afloat that is telling you, hey, wash your hands and smell better to do so. This is, uh, this is the perfect opportunity for you to change your scent. Do that at GetBeast.com. More of your comments here on Facebook Live and on Periscope. Uh, Lewis Chesney just says, Buck, hello, Lewis. Rick Bates says, pray for Gallatin. Kernick says, another month lockdown, Buck. FML. Yeah, this is the situation that we got, folks. But we got to, you know, we'll, we'll continue to talk through these things. We'll continue to operate as if sports is going to come back in some kind of future. And we'll find out what that future looks like. So right now, we're taking your grades. Based on guys available and what we've done, B, I have a bad feeling that Henry may miss games, says Titans for Life. Shorno says, Buck, you think we get clowny? Uh, we've talked about this a lot at this point. And just to kind of recap, how I feel about the situation, because Clowney, understand, a lot of your grades are going to be pending Clowney transaction, whether he signs in Nashville or whether he signs with another team. I totally understand that. Where we are with Clowney, if you're talking about through the prism of the Titans, they were one of the teams that was interested. They were one of the teams that made uh, that put together financial terms and offered them to Clowney, one of a few teams that did so. We know Seattle was another one and a couple other teams that were reported. And we know that the biggest issue before the medical situation was pulled back and and medical evaluations were essentially brought to a standstill in the NFL as of last week is because of years and guaranteed money. Why isn't he uh, signed? Weird, says Shorno. No, this is very much, uh, if if, if you're paying attention, uh, if you're following along the storyline in the way that I have been, Uh, For the purposes of reporting back to you guys, it's years and it's guaranteed money that was holding Clowney up before any of the medical situations got complicated, before player evaluations became even more difficult than they were already, uh, than they had already become because of travel. Years and guaranteed money, and really essentially the mood of Clowney based on how he was feeling that he should be valued on any given day. So it's very human. It's very bothersome if you're somebody who wants that particular player, to sign with your team. I understand that feeling. I understand that it's very exciting to think about the prospect of Jadavion Clowney with the Tennessee Titans, other front seven uh, defensive players. But right now, things are trending towards you not signing Jadavion Clowney. Every other major free agent uh, hasn't been held up by medical, though. Uh, there's a lot that has been held up by medical. This Guys like Tajay, and things and signings that were done like over the weekend and over the course, these are these are teams that have already evaluated these guys medically. Um, Derek Wolf with the Ravens. It's not just uh, hey take the doc take the uh, take the checkup with our team doctor sign the deal the next day. This is all a part of a process. The process typically takes a week or several days, and that's what the legal tampering period is usually used for. You come to you come to terms. With the deal, the medical evaluations have already been done, and then they move on. So it's not just a doctor's appointment, next day contract. That's not really how this works. There's a little more of a ramp up 
a little bit more in-between time, and there's a very good chance that Clowney hasn't had the opportunity to take a physical with a lot of these teams because of the travel situation before that, and now with the fact that NFL medical personnel have been pulled back to go help out with the coronavirus, uh, according to the league itself. So, what is your grade for John Robbins' John Robinson's free agency through two weeks, given the deals that have been done and the transactions that have been made? Quickly, before I give you my grade, let's recap for your purposes. Again, continue to fill in uh, on in the comments section. So, they signed Vic Beasley to a one-year prove-it deal. They signed Dennis Kelly to a three-year deal. They let Jack Conklin walk. They are likely going to let Logan Ryan walk. They are still kind of in the mix for Clowney, but not really. The grade for the Titans offseason is a C, says J-Mo. Shorno says Golden is massively overrated. Ten sacks and can easily be two next year. Shorno gives it a C. So they signed Vic Beasley. They traded Jarrell Casey. They cut Wake, Deion Lewis, and Delaney Walker. They also signed Tannehill long-term. They tagged Derrick Henry. All of these things a couple weeks ago, but now we're bringing them full circle to grade the team. They re-signed Reggie Gilbert. They do not. They still have uh, guys out there like Kamale Correa, Logan Ryan. The fan base here is guaranteed to overreact, says Matt Necron. Yeah, but at least that way, I'm able to give them a reasonable reaction, Matt, based off the reaction overreaction that some of you guys have, which is totally fair. What is your reaction? What is your grade for John Robinson's free agency so far? And mine at this point, as Titans for Life uh, made the point earlier, it's still very early. There's still a lot that has to be determined. There's still a lot of roster spots towards the bottom end of the roster that for guys like Wesley Woodyard. We, we saw them sign Nick uh, does does uh, Dubsner. I'm gonna pronounce his or mis, uh, mispronounce the poor uh, uh, the former Chargers linebacker that has now signed here to play in Nashville with the Titans. Essentially, he's Will Compton 3.0 after they had Compton, Riley Bulla, and now Nick uh, uh, name. Uh, unpronounceable or name whose pronunciation, uh, pronunciation guide I still do not yet have. So Nick is uh, is the linebacker that they have. They still have guys like Wesley Woodyard, Darren Bates, Tajay Sharp left for Minnesota, LaShawn Sims went to Cincinnati, Jarrell Casey got traded. For me, that gives the grade at this point a C plus. A C plus because of the value of the contracts. One, you took care of the most important position. You took care of the quarterback. Because you understand that a life without a competent quarterback is a life that you do not want to live. Secondly, you kept the most irreplaceable player on your team from 2019. You kept him on the roster. You kept Derrick Henry. Now, maybe he's not happy about the tag, but you've done the smart business transaction in terms of limiting the cap space that you're going to have to use on him, still keeping him in a year where he's probably going to continue to have major production at this point. This is a situation where Derrick Henry still has a lot left to give them, maybe not necessarily long-term, but they don't have him long-term. They have him short-term here with the tag. Vic Beasley, the deal for Vic Beasley, I'm interested in. I think it's a legitimate I think it's got a lot of upside. It's a value. It's a value signing because the numbers would say it's so based on the way that this has gone. The numbers say that it's a pretty decent chance that the Falcons, and this was something that uh, that Dan Graziano, excuse me, Seth Walder, Seth Walder, really uh, really high up ESPN analytics analyst for uh, for NFL. Seth Walder did a really good breakdown on guys who have contracts that are of great value at this 
point in free agency. And Vic Beasley, Vic Beasley was the first deal that he named off. One year, $9.5 million. And the description or the explanation is that there's a pretty decent chance that the reason Vic Beasley looked so bad was because Atlanta's secondary was so bad. Give me a break, fuck. Uh, I almost said I almost said the wrong word. The Falcons literally had their team Twitter account. This is Texas Sports 1015. Yeah, but you don't. I mean, like you're sitting there making rash, uh, rash judgments about this guy, and you have no idea. I mean, honestly, Texas Sports 15, name me the number of snaps of Vic Beasley that you have watched. Okay, like I, I understand that you're you're hesitant. I understand that Falcons fans don't like him. I understand that Atlanta made no efforts to pursue signing him. But like realistically, have you actually watched Vic Beasley play a concerted amount of snaps? Because I would be willing to venture the number of snaps that you have watched Vic Beasley play is less than 50. And without that, I, you know, forgive me, I'm really not going to take your evaluation into, into consideration. It'll be hard to replace Casey's leadership, even if it would have uh, forgive me, the, the comment faded. Beasley would have had four sacks or 13 sacks. Cannot be something to be relied upon, says Shorno. Clowney is just a name. He's severely underachieved, says Titans for Life. Here's, the, again, the description from Seth Walter, and then we'll move on uh, to rookie returns. Uh, returns. That's a pretty decent chance. There's a pretty decent chance, Seth writes, that the Falcons secondary was the real culprit behind Beasley's low sack total over the last couple seasons. Eight last season and five in each of the previous two after recording 15 and a half in 2016. Remember, 15 and a half, they made the Super Bowl. He led the league in sacks. That was his second year for Vic Beasley. His pass rush win rate per ESPN stats and info, uh, info metric that's powered by Next Gen Stats, player tracking ranked him 15th among qualified edge rushers last season. That's just below Yannick Gakwe or Yannick Ngakwe. Forgive me, Mr. Ngakwe. I continue to mispronounce your name. I can read what Atlanta sports reporters say. Puka, again, I have a lot of respect for people in Atlanta, uh, media members in Atlanta. I understand that the book, the knock on Beasley was that he was a dog. But if I was to trust, uh, if I was to trust, and this is not, you know, this is not taking a shot at, at media members because I'm a media member. You guys trust, I think, what I have to say about the Tennessee Titans, because you know that I'm there. You know that I cover them every day. You know that I have relationships and that I'm talking to people so that my opinions and my information are informed to where I'm delivering them to you. But if I was to believe all the reports on Ryan Tannehill based on Miami reporters' writings last year, then I would have thought Ryan Tannehill would have been completely useless. And for the most part, that was the information that we were, we were working off of when he got here to Miami. And it turns out the majority of us were wrong. Now, I'm not saying that comparisons should be made one and one for Tannehill and Beasley. I'm also saying that there are reasonable explanations for why a player can thrive in a system as opposed to not thriving in previous systems. So I would just say keep that into consideration. Take, it, take into account the information that I'm giving you. I understand that many of you already have formed opinions, but I would just say take the information in as you get it, and then reevaluate your opinion. You feel you still feel that way after the fact? Fine, but it helps if it helps you think a little more, helps you expand your worldview, helps you open your mind a little bit. I think that the Vic Beasley thing can have upside. In fact, it's the most promising upside that the Titans of any of the contracts that they've given out so far. Because you know what Henry is, you know what Tannehill is, you know what Dennis Kelly is. Kind of the thing. You know what all of these guys guys are at this point. You've paid them because of it. 
uh, to bring a player in with low expectations, a low relative to the market, a low salary number, and a one-year prove-it deal, if your expectations are poor, as many of them seem to be in the comments on Periscope and Facebook Live, then all your expectations have to, be, uh, have to do are be raised at this point. And so Vic Beasley, 15th in win rate, uh, pass rush win, win rate among qualified edge rushers, right below Yannick Ngakwe, who all of you uh, are sweating at this point. That is the thing that I would take into consideration if I was you. I would give John Robinson a C+. Plus. I think that there's still a lot more that has to be done. I think they probably draft interior defensive line to make up for Casey, and I think they try and find the edge help elsewhere, because if Zadarius Smith taught me anything, it's that John Robinson isn't going to overextend himself financially for, uh, isn't going to over, uh, overextend himself financially for a player whose name you recognize. Believe what you want, Buck, his play will speak for me, says Texas Sports 15. I understand. I'm just saying, you probably haven't watched him play a ton, and you're speaking as somebody watched him play every snap of his career and I would argue uh, and, and you feel free to push back on that argument but I'm, I'm saying I'm sitting here saying that you haven't watched all of these snaps you haven't dissected the Atlanta Falcons secondary in the way that Seth Walter is telling you that they were one of the poorest in the league he was a great pass rusher when it comes to win rate top half of the league among qualified players and that his sack stats don't necessarily reflect production I'm giving you the information. If you don't choose to, if you don't choose to reevaluate your position because of it, that's on you. That's just if you know. That's that's the biggest issue that I take with this job, right? People don't take into into account new information and they form their opinions off previous uh, previously conceived notions. Continue to adapt. Continue to evolve. You guys are smarter than that. You're better than that, which is why I enjoy talking to you. Why I enjoy, why I appreciate you. All so much for hanging out here with us. Let's get to more of your comments before we move on, because I want to talk about A.J. Brown and the other rookies from the Titans 2019 class. Let's get to more of your grades. Uh, Hair is growing back great, says DeMarie. Thank you. I appreciate that. B-minus, says Jonathan Bailey. Would have been higher had they not dumped Casey for Big Mac and fries. Yeah, seventh-round pick doesn't feel good. Hilm Donald says that sounds like Derek Morgan. No, in a perfect world... Uh, uh, Hilm Donald, I think Derek Morgan would be, or your DeAndre Walker would be that Derek Morgan type of player, if not a starter, then a role player. I think in a, in essence, DeAndre Walker is supposed to be Reggie Gilbert, or at least is supposed to be what Reggie Gilbert gave you last year, if not a little more. D, it was trash, Buck. Absolute trash. Andrew Rendell is passionate. Uh, feel like we could have done a lot better. We let some people that could have helped us along uh, slip away. Titans for Life says because he's asking for $20 million, he's had injuries. If we wanted 15 to 16, he'd be signed. Yeah, the market is off for Clowney in his own head. Here is something also to consider, which would probably skew my C-plus to a B-minus. The financial situation, because you guys want John Robinson, you want the Titans to spend to the cap. You want them to spend the $198 million because you are... You believe, and they believe, that they're in a position to compete for not just one Super Bowl, but multiple Super Bowls. They're building this thing for the long term. The idea that you have to take into account with this money that the Titans saved in dumping Casey was that it will go into the contract talks and contract negotiations for Jayon Brown, John U. Smith, and Adoree Jackson when they look to extend those guys in 2021. So it's not necessarily just about 2020. Even though you guys are looking for the one-for-one, you know, Casey goes, what's the corresponding move? Well, the corresponding move this year is to give them the $10 million 
but it's also about the $13 million that they save in the next two years for Jonu Smith and Jayon Brown and Adoree Jackson. We don't know how much they are saving for next year. Uh, we, we do know that how much that they're saving for next year. We know that they've already saved $13 million without Jarrell Casey on the books. That's the thing that we know for sure. DeMarie says, my grade is a C+. Getting rid of Casey, says Ben Anderson. C, worst thing they did. C-, minus says Joe Moore. Blake Silent Bob Barnes says C, kind of just eh at the moment. So far, we've lost more than we gained. And that's kind of the expect. That's a, a reasonable expectation, right, of free agency. You have lost more than you've gained. Guys have gotten paid to go elsewhere. Tajay left for Minnesota. LaShawn Sims went to Cincinnati. Austin Johnson went to uh, New York. And who else? Jack Conklin went to Cleveland. There are other players uh, that and Logan Ryan probably not coming back. We will see where this uh, where this reevaluation of Logan Ryan's market goes as he continues to stay out there on the open market longer. I don't think that bodes well for Logan with any team, much less with things that they're that are already complicated at this point. Let's get to more of your grades. Sean Gill says as it stands, C minus until he gets a return on the Casey Dre trade. If he does, no. Again, the return, guys. The return, whether you like it or not, is the money. The return for Casey is the money. Ignore the draft capital. The seventh-round pick really means nothing. It, it, it doesn't even mean a player that makes the roster next year. The return for Casey is the money. Keeping Casey would have left us with how much cap money, says uh, Titans for Life. So it would have left you. So it would have left you with about. It would have left you with about seventeen million. To keep Jarrell Casey. Now you also have to subtract subtract about five million, uh, about five million for the rookie. So you would have been sitting around eleven or twelve million dollars. Now with this, you have closer to twenty one with the rookie pool inclu- included. The rookie pool about five million dollars. So without Casey, about twenty one with Casey between eleven and twelve. That is how you have to view this for twenty twenty. The money is the return for Jarrell Casey. Continue to view it through that prism. It makes a lot more sense. I know you guys want a player. A player is something that you can sink your teeth into. You can understand more about, right? It's a real live person who has a proven track record, and you can say, okay, this is who we got in exchange for Jarrell. But this is not a transaction that's about, we gave up X, and so now we have Y. This is something, uh, this is a transaction that you have to view as we gave up X for Y amount of dollars. That's his ha- that, it's a salary dump. That's what was done. It's a salary dump for a player that you guys love and who's been productive and also probably time to move on before his powers really started to, uh, to precipitate. Uh, no hard feelings, Buck. I hope he proves me wrong. No, there's no hard feelings. I'm just telling you, you know, don't. Because I, 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 Texas Sports uh, 1015 maybe sounds like I'm getting on you a little bit. Nobody. I'm just I'm just telling you, don't speak declaratively about things. And this goes for all of you. This goes for me. No one should in in the opinion business. It's hard to not speak declaratively about everything, right? We have to have an opinion on everything. So that's why you do the research. You do your homework. You make sure that you are well thought out in your process and that you've bounced off ideas with other people to where you're not just spewing opinion about things that you don't necessarily have a point-counterpoint for. That's the only thing that I'm saying to you. I'm not getting on you. I'm just saying make sure that you're well thought out before you get in there and say definitively Vic Beasley is no good. Well, you don't know if definitively 
Vic Beasley's no good. Nobody in the NFL knows if Vic Beasley is definitively not good, except for the Falcons, because they think in their system, with the way, the direction that they're trending, and the money that it would, it would cost, they would rather spend that on Dante Fowler, and so that's what they did. That's a situation that you understand. Also, Dave Caldwell understands what Dante Fowler is because they were together in Jacksonville. Or not Dave Caldwell. The uh, damn, I'm I'm blanking on the I'm blanking on the Falcons head coach Baldy. Oh, with the goatee. Why am I blanking on his name? Dan Quinn. Sorry, had to work that out live on air. Dan Quinn was in Seattle. I'm almost positive the same year, or excuse me, was in Jacksonville. No, Dan Quinn came from Seattle. I've got my players mixed up. <laughs> I'm thinking of different Gus Bradley. I've got all the I've got all of the Seattle, I've got all of the former Seattle assistants confused because a bunch of them got head coaching jobs after the Super Bowl. I'm thinking Gus Bradley, who coached the Jacksonville Jaguars, Dan Quinn is the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Forgive me, I'm just working that out live on air. This is why I like the live stream. Regardless, let's move on. More of your comments here on Facebook Live and on Periscope. Uh, that's a that's a good thing, ain't it? Says Dion. No, I'm talking about like a dog, like lazy, like I like. A, <laughs> I guess there's there are there are good dogs and there are bad dogs. <laughs> this this is a this is a dog that kind of slacks. Uh, draft a receiver or two who is back up to Tannehill. Uh, right now, the backup is Logan Woodside. But we're talking about the grade that you guys are giving are giving John Robinson at this point. Uh, glad a lot of you guys are not the GM, says uh, Dion. This team would be shot to hell with your logic. Casey was the best on that defense since Keith Bullock, says Ben. Uh, and I understand. Casey has been, uh, for a long time, the best player that you guys have had, both on offense, on defense. I, on the team, Jarrell Casey is, outside of Delaney Walker, he's been probably the best player. But at this point, you have to understand um, that it's just, he's not going to be the best player forever. And at some point you have to let go. Mark Hankin said, how do you think the draft is going to be, uh, with the new format from a TV viewing standpoint? It's probably going to look like a lot of these, uh, Brady wants to know any chance Logan Ryan returns. Very, very slim at this point, Brady, very, very, very slim based on what he wants and what the Titans are willing to pay him. Um, and with the draft, we'll talk more about the draft. In fact, we'll talk to John Robinson conference call at some point this week. So we'll evaluate then. So uh, we'll, we'll be able to give you more information how the Titans plan to handle the draft. But from a TV viewing perspective, uh, it's probably going to look like a lot of these Zoom conference calls that ESPN has been broadcasting. Like the same way that their studio shows have been done via FaceTime and Skype and Zoom conference. Um, that's probably what the draft is going to look like too, except just really, really a done-up version. So I don't know what your expectations for a draft broadcast are, but I would keep them relative to the way that we're all having to go about our lives. In fact, primetime, the A to Z Sports Network, even with Austin and Zach having to do PTI split-screen style, the primetime show has been, I think, the least effective of everything here in local sports. I mean, we are still doing our day-to-day process, and so uh, it ain't that deep. But what isn't that deep, what is that deep, is the love that you guys have for this particular rookie class. Because Michael Eat says, love Casey, but I think that Simmons will be a lot better this year, that's a great, as, as great a transition as we could have to talk about rookie returns here on A to Z Sports Primetime, powered by Tennessee Tickets. I want to know from you guys, because let's move on. It's time to talk about which 2019 rookies, who, was, who of the, what was it, five players drafted in the 2019 rookie class are you more, most excited to see progress? Let me know on Facebook Live and on Periscope, which 2019 Titans rookie 
are you most excited to see take the next step? Let me know in the comments on Periscope and on Facebook Live. I will uh, give you my answer shortly. You'll hear from my player, uh, who I'm most excited to see evolve and adapt here in just a second, right after I remind you about if any of the Titans uh, free agents who are going to sign, if there are Titans free agents, if Derrick Henry signs a long-term contract, he's going to go to Gary Ashton because Gary is the official realtor of the Titans, the Preds, Nashville SC, Top Golf, and of A to Z Sports Primetime. Your dream address without the stress. It is, without question, one of the truest mottos out there right now. Because your home is a massive investment. A lot of people, with the financial situation being what it is, it's a lot of strain to go through the home buying or home selling process. A lot of people have money tied up in the selling of their home. The Ashton team, they'll make sure that you get the best deal on either side of the market because they understand the needs of the people here in Nashville. They're giving out virtual tours of homes that are still uh, still on the market, and the Ashton team will make sure that they walk through those with you individually. It's a very high-tech setup, very easy to use if you're a consumer. Check that out at GaryAshton.com, the official realtor of all of your favorite sports teams and your favorite sports show here on A to Z Sports Primetime, powered by Tennessee Tickets. Who is the most exciting rookie from 2019 that you're ready to see take a step in 2020? That's the question that we're asking you here tonight on Primetime. A to Z Sports Primetime, powered by Tennessee Tickets. Let's read some of your comments. A lot of you going straight in with A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown says, Brian and Ben Anderson. Nate Davis, let's start road grading. Lucas going with the guard. I would see because I was kind of I was thinking about this. I'm like Nate Davis, a third round guard. How many people are going to get excited about the progress of a third round guard who played almost the full season as a rookie and made legitimate progress? But uh, Lucas showing us up. Logan and uh, Long and Roberson showed a lot the last couple of games. Yes, Derek Roberson, the undrafted uh, free agent from SMU who made a difference in their pass rush over the last couple of weeks. A.J. and Simmons will attract attention from opponents. I want to see Nate Davis's progress. Phyllis, or Phils, I think that says. Uh, Phils Brown says Big Jeff on Periscope. A lot of love uh, for <laughs> Hesse. Go-Go Parker, number 49. Parker Hesse? The tight end slash linebacker slash uh, Iowan who I don't... Was he on the practice squad? I think he was on the practice squad at the end of the year. Lewis Chesney, what is this What is this Parker Hesse love? I appreciate I was not expecting I'm thrown off guard. I, I was not prepared for the Parker Hesse comment, but this is uh, this is Lewis Chesney getting in there. Who is the rookie you are most, ex- most excited to see take a step in 2020? I would not anticipate a massive step forward from Parker Hesse, but Lewis Chesney continued to hold out hope. I appreciate you, brother. At least you brought us some variety. Tyrell says, uh, Simmons with a full offseason of training and learning the system fully, he's going to be a huge factor for us. And I would agree with that comment. The player, because here's AJ, AJ Brown is is the easy answer, right? AJ Brown is the most, most impactful, I would say, on a play-by-play basis rookie that you had last year, right? He catches touchdowns. He's leading, uh, or he's leading the league, or he's top five in the league in terms of yards per reception. In fact, I think he was second 
in yards uh, per reception with over 20 with the deep passes and catch uh, run after catch that A.J. Brown was able to provide. Touchdowns, all of these things, A.J. Brown is a tantalizing prospect. But A.J. Brown very much relies on quarterback play. Now, Tannehill and A.J. Brown together, one would assume that there is a step forward that's taken. Titans for Life says, I also want to finally see Walker too. I would not anticipate a ton from DeAndre Walker, who what I would anticipate a ton from is Jeffrey Simmons, the video courtesy of Titans Online. Where they go on their board because there's a lot of ways Hello. to go depending on how they feel. Jeffrey. The board is shaking up. Yes, sir. John Robinson with the Tennessee Titans. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm going to be doing better here in a little bit. I'm about to make you a Titan. Yes, sir. And um, I tell you, you've got a lot of people in your corner, and um, we're really excited to add you. And um, we had a good visit back in early March. And, um, you're ready to come in here and help this defense, right? Yes, sir, I will. I only know to feel. I know you will. I know you will. I believe in you. You got a lot of people that believe in you. Yes, sir. Um, so I'm going to turn this thing here in about in, in about two minutes. I'm going to hand the phone to uh, to Coach uh, to Coach Vrabel. Actually, I'm going to hand it to our owner uh, first, um, Miss Amy. And... Um, She's going to welcome you to the team and then um, to Coach Brable, and then I'll, I'll chat with you um, after Coach Brable's done. Okay, buddy? Yes, sir. Here's Miss Amy. Hi, Jeffrey. It's Amy. How you, how you doing? Congratulations. Yes, ma'am. Thank so you. Happy. We're so happy to welcome you as a Titan. I'm glad to be a Titan. Oh, for sure. And we'll, we'll get you in here tomorrow, and we're all looking forward to seeing you. Yes, ma'am. Looking forward to meeting you guys. Congratulations. I'm going to hand you over to Coach Brable. Thank you. Big fella. Yes, sir. Hey, congratulations. Yes, sir. Thank you. You, you ready to get uh, get rolling here, man? And uh, I know that, that knee's going to feel better here uh, pretty soon. So we're excited and uh, we're ready to uh, get this thing going. Yes, sir. We're ready. Thank you, guys. I won't let you hey. guys down. I know you're not gonna let anybody down. Man. We're uh, we're excited and we're happy. And like John said, we uh, we we enjoyed the visit. And, uh, it was something that uh, you know, we were over that would happen here at 19. Yes, sir. Can't wait to get there. So that's Jeffrey Simmons on draft night when Mike Vrabel and John Robinson called him while the first round was going on, selected him 19th overall. Dropped because of injury, a consensus top five player prior to the injury, the ACL, and obviously the issues that were in his past that caused teams to be, you know, more skeptical of him. Obviously, a long time ago, we've talked about Jeffrey Simmons' prior issues. All of those things did factor in, though, to the idea that he fell to 19th overall, and the Titans got him. That was Mike Vrabel and John Robinson's guy from the start. Those were the things that were being celebrated in the hallway after the selection was made. I remember walking back in there to the auditorium because we all, at least in usual draft situations, media is in the building as are the coach and the, the personnel, the front office personnel, who are selecting the players. They're not at the draft site. They're not downtown on Broadway. They're not going to be on the Strip in Las Vegas. 
They're in the war room in the facility. And so immediately after the pick is made, media file in for a press conference. John, Mike, and Amy Adams Strunk give us the situation uh, based on the pick that has just been made. This one, Jeffrey Simmons, people were screaming and hollering in the hallway to Vrabel and Robinson as they walked into the auditorium saying, you got the guy, you got the guy that you wanted from the jump. And that's, that's who I'm most excited to see. Based on the conversations that I had last year when they brought Simmons back for his first game, the first game of his NFL rookie season would have been week seven against the Los Angeles Chargers at Nissan Stadium, Tannehill's first start, Simmons made his debut, the Titans' fortunes changed at that particular moment. Had to rely on a Phillip Rivers catastrophe in overtime at the end of that game, but Simmons played a part in it and got his first career sack. Jeffrey Simmons, based on my understanding, was at about 70% last year. And that is something that is truly scary if you are opposing offensive linemen in the AFC and uh, in the NFL because Jeffrey Simmons is here to wreck your offensive front for the next couple years. The guy I'm most excited to see, because I like, I love watching A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is a godsend for people who enjoy offensive football. Finally, the Titans have an explosive wide receiver that they can put in their offense. A.J. Brown is fantastic. But the next steps, I'm most excited to see how much more Big Jeff has to give. Tribe Called Quez said he murdered multiple NFL offensive linemen, grown-ass men, last year that he just tossed. I saw him ragdoll Quentin Nelson at least once. I believe that was in the second matchup against the Colts because he did not play when they hosted Indianapolis here uh, a while ago. Who, uh, what is the rookie that you are most excited to see progress in 2019? Let us know in the comments section on Facebook Live. Let's get more of your comments. Simmons with Clowney and Beasley could be deadly, Robert Deerfish says. Yeah, but you don't have Clowney on your roster. Uh, discount Clowney until... <laughs> I love you guys, okay? This is, let, let's have a heart-to-heart quickly before we move on. The Clowney thing is not a part of the plan at this point. The Clowney thing is something that we're clinging to as media who are looking for some kind of news and as Titans fans who are looking for more moves to be made. I understand that you want Jadavion Clowney. Right now he's not on the roster. Right now he can't factor in to how you're considering this, uh, this, uh, this situation when it comes to the 2020 Titans. Until he's on the roster... There's really no point in discussing it. A.J. Brown, says Brian Malone, is Evans returning? Uh, Evans? I'm not sure which Evans you're talking about. uh, Rashawn Evans is not a rookie. Simmons because Brown is progressing fine. I would say that Jeff Simmons progressed fine, Robert. Uh, Would you not agree? I think uh, that's something we saw plenty of last year from Big Jeff. Simmons with a full offseason of training and learning the system. Fully, he's going to be a huge factor for us. The emergence of Walker at linebacker, says Corey D. Jackson. Go dogs. Obviously, Corey is a Georgia fan. Adam says, we need a lot of players to step up if we don't get Logan Ryan and Jadavion Clowney. Ben says, hopefully he will be as nice as Bethard, Kittle, Fant, and Hawkinson. Talking about, <laughs> talking about Parker Hesse, the one Iowa tight end nobody was talking about last year that was on the Titans roster. Hoping Javon Kinlaw falls to 29, says Brian. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Javon Kinlaw is a top... Uh, a top Defensive interior lineman in the draft. I'm going to go Amani Hooker, says Region Titan. And Amani Hooker is somebody that people aren't discussing right now. Amani Hooker came into 2019 with the expectation 
that he can play big slot. Uh, big slot corner, he's a roaming safety. He was featured in a lot of the Titans' free sa- uh, three safety looks last year. He plays a lot of box safety, which makes him almost a linebacker at a certain point. But without Logan Ryan, if you're going to assume that you're operating without Logan Ryan, how much more versatility does Imani Hooker give you? Can Imani Hooker rush off the edge like Logan Ryan could in nickel packages? Can Imani Hooker cover the way that Logan Ryan could? I think that remains to be seen, but I think that Hooker has some promising attributes. I think that you're still going to have to draft. I don't think Imani Hooker is near enough, but that's an interesting possibility. David Long, less so. He's more a special teams linebacker. Nate Davis is a guard, and you hope that the offensive line gets better if you're a Titans fan because you need somebody to, uh, to protect Tannehill better. You would hope the pass protection takes a step up. I forgot about Amani. He will likely replace Logan Ryan in the slot. Says Titans for life. I would not say that would be the case. I think that he will help replace Logan Ryan in the slot. I don't think that the full responsibilities of Logan Ryan will now fall to Amani Hooker. I think that there's going to be more, uh, more of a platoon effort in the replacing of Logan Ryan if Logan Ryan is ultimately replaced. I mean, even Byard wasn't just was just another safety until he wasn't. Says Tribe Called Quills, yeah, but uh, just another safety doesn't have, what did he have, 19 interceptions uh, his last year in college? Like, he, didn't he have some kind of obnoxious amount of interceptions that people just weren't watching Middle Tennessee uh, State football? At that point, MTSU was not getting uh, the kind of love, and now you have Bill Belichick individually working out players at MTSU because nobody wants to overlook the next Kevin Byard. But I, I don't. that's a little harder argument to make. Like Kevin Byard was clearly talented, I just don't think many people were looking at Kevin Byard at that point. Harold Landry needs to step up and keep progressing, says Parker. Yeah, but we're talking about rookies. Harold Landry's not a rookie. Harold Landry, Harold Landry heading into year three? Can that be? God, that makes me feel old. Harold Landry heading into year three. I think the Titans will go best player available for their knees at 29. Rick says Long played great against the Ravens. 20, I think, says Tribe Called Quest. Again, we don't. I should probably have that number before I recklessly speculate, but I think he had like 19 interceptions his last year in college. I think that's pretty uh, pretty wild. Uh, Golden would be perfect, says Corey D. Jackson. What did he do? What he did to Quentin Nelson in that second Colts game was bonkers, says Ronnie Sneed. Yes, talking about Jeffrey Simmons just ragdolling all-pro offensive linemen, not just grown-ass men, all-pro grown-ass men. That's a tough challenge to make. But let's move on to the Tennessee heating and cooling heat check of the week. The thing that you, the person in sports, it's again, you got to get creative. I understand that is that this is difficult to do. Our, uh, our fine intern, uh, Adam Holt says egg bowl products looking like a big part of the Titans future. Forgive me, uh, Adam, the comment faded, but he's mentioning AJ Brown and Jeffrey Simmons as people that played in the Egg Bowl from Ole Miss and Mississippi State, respectively. And so that's kind of the the Titans are building uh, on offense and defense through two products of the state of Mississippi, two guys who knew each other from their time together in Mississippi. Got to run, says Robert Deerfish. Enjoyed it. That's fine, because we're getting ready to wrap up with the Tennessee Heating and Cooling Heat Check anyway, presented by our friends at Tennessee Heating and Cooling. Meanwhile, I will tell you about our friends at 10hc.com, you guys give me the person in sports. Now, you got to get creative, right? Without live sports, we got to think up things creatively. I have an answer for you, and it doesn't necessarily have to be in sports. Who got hot? Who cooled off? 
this weekend. Tiger King, heating up. Joe Exotic, stock on the rise. Netflix, stock on the rise. Zoom and Skype, stock on the rise. Doesn't necessarily have to be in sports, because without live sports, it makes this a little harder on you guys. So who's getting hot? Who's heating up? Who's cooling off? Over the course of this weekend, let us know in the comments on Facebook Live and on Periscope. I'll give you my answer via video momentarily right after I tell you about the people who present this feature. That is our friends at Tennessee Heating and Cooling. Chris Hamby, who owns Tennessee Heating and Cooling, their staff will get you taken care of ASAP. Satisfaction guaranteed. You go to 10hc.com, T-E-N-N-H-C.com for all of your HVAC needs. Three locations in Middle Tennessee and Southern Kentucky. They have the volunteer orange trucks, Tennessee heating and cooling trucks that roll around with that very logo that you see in front of you. You want to make sure that you're trusting people who can be trusted in these times when so many of us are forced to stay at home. Make sure that as the weather gets warmer, your heating and cooling systems are working and are prepared for the transition. Check them out at 10hc.com, T-E-N-N-H-C.com, our friends at Tennessee Heating and Cooling. The heat check, who got hot, who cooled off uh, over the weekend. For me, with quarantine going on, without question, the thing that's heating up the most, and we have a a cooling off subject as well, but for the purposes of heating up, for the purposes of heating up, it's got to be TikTok. That's our Tennessee heating and cooling heat check of this week. My baby doesn't know I'm coming over to surprise him. Baby? What? TikTok getting hot with all of these people quarantined, everybody mass-producing content on the internet. The Tennessee Heating and Cooling Heat Check, 10HC.com for us this week. Who is getting hot? It's the content on TikTok. The TikTok never stops, and it is enveloping all of our lives in this desperate search for content. Who is heating up? Who is cooling off this week or this weekend after this, DoorDash says Bolt Holt, our uh, our friend Adam Holt. Uh, by the way, shouts to Adam Holt and Reed Besh who make the primetime show uh, possible. I really appreciate their efforts. They help me out a lot with content. That's the way to go. Uh, the world uh, contactless uh, content barely heard in uh, my life, says Te- Texas Sports 1015. Forgive me, I think that comment faded a little quickly before I saw it. Who got hot? Who cooled off in sports this weekend? Let's get to some of your answers here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. Uh, Clowny talk on hold, says Lewis. That's cooling off. The talk of Jadavion Clowney. 
COVID-19, says Parker Campbell, seems to be heating up. Bobby Dingman says Andrew Cuomo is hot right now. Must must, must watch TV, uh, must watch daily TV for my COVID-19 updates. A lot of music came out this weekend, so iTunes, Apple Music. Rick uh, Medrano says don't forget rookie Arthur Smith. That's, hey, Rick, Rick's, that's, or RCK, that's a pretty good one. Arthur Smith is a really, really good, really, really good rookie candidate. Even though, you know, I don't think of Arthur as a rookie because he's been there for eight years, right? But rookie offensive coordinator, that's a, that's a legitimately promising prospect that you have there because Arthur showed a lot in his rookie season, certainly the second half of his rookie season as a coordinator. Arthur Smith is a great answer. So shouts, uh, shouts to, I think it was, I'm not sure if it was Rick or RCK in the comments on Periscope for his nomination of Arthur Smith as the most promising rookie rookie returns that he's looking forward to next year. Tennessee heating and cooling heat check. Who got hot? Who cooled off in sports this week? Parker said COVID-19 seems to be heating up. Yeah, uh, quickly on a serious note before we move on, because we're trying to have fun. We're trying to, you know, I'm trying not to bury you guys with coronavirus talk, right? But Joe Diffie died today. Joe Diffie died of complications to do with coronavirus. Country music icon, Nashville Grand Ole Opry icon. In fact, one of the first shows that I saw upon moving to Nashville at the Ryman Auditorium was Joe Diffie as a part of the Grand Ole Opry. So uh, a tremendous loss for the Nashville community, for the musical community, and uh, and really we'll see more of those things take place. So unfortunate that the, the coronavirus indeed seems to be heating up um, and claiming more people. Uh, there, there will be, uh, unfortunately... A lot more to come, and so we'll continue to monitor that, monitor that, and talk with you guys about that over the course of the next couple of weeks. Who got hot? Who cooled off in sports this week? Heating up is my refrigerator, says Corey D. Jackson. What's cooling down is my refrigerator. My kids are animals. John Prine is in critical condition, says Jeremiah McNeese on Periscope. No to Tiger King, says Lewis Chesney. Not heating up is Joe Exotic. Cooling off, my cooling off candidate as we do the Tennessee heating and cooling heat check. Um, football fans, <laughs> guys, I'm kind of scared. I'm kind of worried that football, that football is getting closer and closer to being affected the way that everything has been affected by COVID-19. I think that we are really, really, it's really possible that we'll see football season played, maybe the game's played, but played without fans I think certainly through the preseason and probably through the early parts of the season until this thing gets a handle on. So cooling off football season, because I don't necessarily know what that's going to look like at this point. But until it happens, we're going to stay optimistic. Until it happens, we're going to continue to talk about sports as if sports were going to take place. Until they take sports from us, we will not not concede here on the Primetime Show. And so that is as good a spot as any to end this week's edition of Tennessee Heating and Cooling Heat Check. Check them out at 10hc.com, T-E-N-N-H-C.com, our friends at Tennessee Heating and Cooling. R.I.P. Joe Diffie, says Amos. I would agree to that. Stay safe, stay inside, stay well, stay sanitized. Make sure you support the people that support the Primetime Show because we'll continue to come to you Thursday, Sunday through Thursday night every night at 8 p.m. Central Time here on A to Z Sports. Follow along on all your social media platforms, Facebook, 
Twitter, invite your friends, tell them to head over to Instagram. We've got very, very enjoyable content there for you as well. Make sure that you guys are doing your part. And until then, fam, peace and love.